Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 106 of the Finger Guns podcast. I know last week I said episode 109. I don't know why I said that. It was episode 105 last week. This one is episode 106. Let's just forget that ever happened. How are you doing? My name is Roscoe. Welcome. I am joined, as ever, by the wonderful Mr. Greg Hicks. Hello. I like the fact that we've lost count of our own podcast. I know. <laughs> does, that, uh, does, that, does that include like the EGX car one that we did? The the yep. Gonzo style ones that Sean and I did at EGX nineteen. You know? Yeah, they're all uh, they're all numbered on my laptop, and I was like, oh, I've just not recorded four podcasts. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, nice. I don't know where that name came from. That number came from. Ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, nice. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I worked yesterday. I've got two days off now. Um, nice. I've just dodged a bullet because. I initially agreed to go to the gym tomorrow at six in the morning. And then Aaron's just texted me saying, oh, wait, we can we can go a bit later if you want. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was quite, quite nice to get before I started recording. Results. Yeah. Mr. Toby Anderson. Evening. How you doing? I'm good. I'm really glad that I don't have to go to the gym at six o'clock in the morning either. Mm, because I never, ever would. Have you ever been to a gym? Yes, but I've never been to a gym at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded really offensive. <laughs> Have you ever been to a gym, Toby? You've you never bastard. been to a gym. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I, I take that. Was the six a.m. bit that was really turning yeah, yeah. me off there? I'm afraid. Sorry, it sounded really harsh. Sorry. <laughs> um, Toby's actually really pissed off, but we can't talk about why in for another <laughs> couple of weeks. But, Not because uh, of something I've done. No, it always is. <laughs> oh dear and of course Mr Sean Davies hi how's it going man I'm good I'm good I'm sat here with my peach pale ale and um, can we just call this like season 2 episode 2 rather than because I could lose count yeah and, and it's getting a bit of a mouthful um well no it was just my mistake last week it doesn't <laughs> I know but it's... like no, can, we no... it, can we just give it like each I'm sure we'll run out eventually, but can we give it like season two, episode four, and then like a, a sequel headline, like Empire Strikes Back, uh, podcast, was a bit, <laughs> podcast harder, that kind of thing, mm. until we run out of sequels names. <laughs> Second Blood. This one literally is part de. Oh, nice. Season two, two. Mm. This time it's Podsonal. <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. Puns, we got them. Oh, man. All over it tonight. All over it. Um, got any story for us, Sean, this week? Uh, nope. Uh, actually, uh, earlier today, my kids were watching. Sorry, they they walked into the living room and they were they were singing the Final Fantasy VII victory noise. I was just going to do it for you then. I was like, how the hell? Were they doing the rest of it or just the just just that part? So I'm like, where do you know that from? And they're like, oh, it's from a YouTube video. It's like, what, what kind of YouTube video you've been watching? My kids have absolutely no interest in Final Fantasy. They showed me a video of this uh, this guy who does hamster videos, and he has like hamster mages, ma- like mazes. And at the end of each, like end of the maze, he has to fight a video game character um, who's on like a stick, like a model <laughs> on the end of a stick. And when he beats the character, the they Final play the relevant yeah. exactly. So, I thought hamster mages sounds cooler. Yeah, I was going for hamster mages there. They yeah. had little wands and cloaks and everything. Oh, look, like the, the hamster does dress up um, ah, in each, each video. So like, he had a karate outfit on. How do they do the belt up? They've got little hands. 
I don't know. You lost us the hands to Greg. I'm not entirely sure. Um, <laughs> It'd be like that game that Toby's redacted. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would redacted every time we mention that game from now on. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, they, the Black Ops podcast. <laughs> my kids tried to argue that that, that game that that's a YouTube channel had come up with that sound. Oh and, God! Uh, I had to educate them in Final Fantasy VII today. So come gather around, children. Let me tell Big you a tale. Slaps around the face. <laughs> You've been educated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, going for the, I'm going for the polite approach, and uh, that is like, not where it came from. Corporal <laughs> punishment. You will learn where this comes from. You know what kind of dad Toby's going to be? <laughs> Five around the face. If yeah. they don't like Final Fantasy, then you know. I'll have, to, have to educate Toby's, them. Toby's going to be quizzing his kid, uh, like for when he can have his supper. What was Titus's final weapon in Final Fantasy X? <laughs> I don't know, Dad. <laughs> then you don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> How many lightning strikes do you have to dodge in a row? <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> Flashbacks. Anyway, uh, how are you doing, Ross? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, not much to report. Just uh, another week, another week gone by, and. Uh, yeah, feeling don't don't feeling good. You, you've had a really good post surgery week, so don't downplay that. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. I went to see my surgeon, and he was very happy with my progress. So that made me feel good. And um, he said nice things about Greg, which can't possibly be true. No, so I, I, know, I know the guy, so I know he's not talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I just say before we do game of the week? Um, mm-hmm. I really like this new format. I think because I just had a big can of sugar as well, but I like like that we're all. Uh, Sugar helps. Yeah, that we're all in like a chipper mood now for podcasts. Like we just had like a, a second wind kind of thing. It's just, it's nice. Oh, I know. It's rare that I have positive things. It's only because the quiz is coming up and I'm in a really good mood. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to smash them again. Yeah. Don't get too cocky. <laughs> oh, is that what? what oh, is it like yeah. Ross Bias and Toby Bias? Yeah. Mm. I like the fact that you were like, we should have like a team type thing. Or no, it was like we should do this sort no, of thing. It was Ross like, and Toby versus Craig. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, let's do this format. And I like, so basically you two against me. And you still would have lost yep. last week. <laughs> we would have drawn last week. No, yeah, it was a draw. Oh yeah. A moral yeah. victory. But uh yeah, if it happens again this week, then we're definitely doing it next week. Just get better knowledge of random obscure good. trivia. I yeah. don't know what the questions are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a better study eidetic... all video games. Exactly. Come on, have a, better, have a better eidetic memory of things that have happened in gaming history. Right, okay. Sheldon. All right, that's a deal. <laughs> yeah. Right then, let's jump onto game of the week. Uh, Greg, since you're such a good mood, why don't you tell us what you've been playing this week? Uh, and no. your favorite game of the whole week. Oh, come on. All right. all right, my game of the week is Hood. Hood. Oh, am I from Hood Outlaw? And I keep wanting to say Outlaw and Thieves. It's not. It's Outlaw and Legends um it's the new one from focus home i didn't realize it was solely online multiplayer which is a bit of a pain in the ass but it is it's um oops, sorry my phone buzzing it's a fun little uh team multiplayer game based around the robin hood mythos mythos i've forgotten how to pronounce it toby will tell me i'm wrong um it's 4v4 you basically have to steal a key from the sheriff in the area it's not a sheriff of nottingham it's just a sheriff who was a big unkillable character you have to unlock the vault that the chest is in you have to grab the chest you have to put it to an extraction point and then you have to extract said chest and then the enemy team obviously are going to be doing the same they're they are you play as the state for the uh for the enemy team so it's like you know robin and his merry men 
against the state who are all trying to steal the same thing. And then, of course, it, it just devolves into, you know, free-for-alls and every character's got strengths and weaknesses. So, like, Robin is good with archery, but shit in melee. You've got um, not quite Little John, who is the melee guy with a big hammer and is quicker at extracting the uh, the chest. Um, so, yeah, I'm only, I've got it for review. I've only had it for a couple of days, and I've played a few games on it when it stops crashing because it is still early days yet. But I'm enjoying it. And also, just to, just to round up, I was saying to the guys before the start of the cast, it completely failed and went straight over my head, or I must have missed it in the trailer, that it is set around um, the Robin Hood universe. More like a... It's, it's very dark. Like, the, the, the assassinations remind me of the um, Assassin's Creed multiplayer, the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer, which I really, really enjoyed. We got really good at it um, years back. But uh, yeah, it's only in the tutorial and it's like, Robin is good at archery. And then it switches to Marianne. And I was like, Marianne? Oh, I made Marianne. Okay. And then it was like, Took. And I was like, is the mage type person, the spiritual healer. And I was like, Took. Friar Tuck. Oh, and Little John. Right. Okay. Yeah. The penny did not drop until I was playing it. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's cool. Um, almost like a DC. Uh, what was it they tried doing with the mummy? The um, dark... Dark, dark universe dark universe yeah so it's mm. like a, a quitty uh, it's like a quote unquote gritty reboot like universe reboot but then i'm all for it because you know stabbing people with a punch dagger in the throat as made marion is quite cool but, uh, yeah i bet but yeah i mean it's a shame that it's just online it's just multiplayer so i'm looking to try and get mm. some games with sean that downloads it because i've just been playing a few matches of randoms and I kind of want more people to play it with so you can coordinate a bit better, but it's pretty much like capture the flag style gameplay. You've got um, checkpoints that you can uh, um, like spawn points you can capture as well as trying to get the chest. There's NPCs that run around like the, the unkillable sheriff will spot you and take you out, that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's going to get a, a positive review. I just need to play it some more before I can, you know, have a final opinion on it. Mm. Surprised it's not on Game Pass, actually, if it's uh, multiplayer only. Yeah, it's a bit of a gamble. Um, it's a lot to ask for a multiplayer game to support itself on full price. Yeah, I, I don't know how much it is on the store because I can't see. Because obviously... I believe it's only twenty four ninety nine. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, even better. That should be a seductive enough price point then. Mm. And it is cross-play as well, so. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely like... Um, there's no microtransactions that I can really see, which is good. There is some costumes that were like, oh, if you bought the Legends of the Fall pack or whatever, then it's like, uh, okay. But I'm sure, I'm, I know like most online players, these things normally come available down the line. But uh, yeah, the early impressions are good. If, if cool. it just stops kicking me out of games. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to give it a go. Um, I might grab it next month. Yeah, when it's uh, evidently going to be in a 50% off sale. We'll see. But yeah, should be fun. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, Toby Anderson, your game of the week. Uh, well, I've had a pretty depressing sort of a week in gaming, so I'll try and keep it light. Hey, man, but new it... new new podcast. We're uplifted all the time. <laughs> no depression. Well, hey, I gave up on this game. It was great. No, yeah, <laughs> I just, what did I just say? <laughs> well, I, I started with something good. So I completed Dark Souls 3. That was awesome i'm very very happy with uh finishing dark souls 3 um because i never thought i'd even play a dark souls let alone be able to beat any bosses in them um and i've managed to finally finish one um 
gone for the number three, obviously, because I've played them backwards for fun. Um, crazy fire guy at the end and this um, Lothric, like Prince Lothric Lord thing. I needed help on both of them. So I got um, people to come in and help me with an ember. But other than that, I did, I did beat almost every other boss without help. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a really fun game. Liked it. My downer, though, is I got 30 hours into Bravely Default 2 and I'm giving up. So my just like three line version of this is that game has a massive identity crisis. Like it's got a crazy simple story, like so simple a child could have written it. And then it will juxtapose that with hyper violence every now and again, where a little girl will have murdered 10 people and you can see their bodies strewn around and you're like, okay, this is not for kids anymore. And then you'll get really, really simple stuff happen again. And then you get a crazy complex battle that you just cannot work out how to get this one weakness to work on a boss. And you have to prep by going into all these optional dungeons. And I'm like, okay, it's not for kids any again. And then it'll go really simple again. I'm like, ah, oh, I just don't understand who this was marketed at in any way. And I fell for it, clearly fell for it. Um, it's got it's got nothing on a story of Final Fantasy. It's not worthy of um, the Squaresoft sort of name when it comes to stories. Not at all. Well, that does sound like you've had a, a very up and down week with video game tops. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, just hope you can find something that you've been waiting ages for and is not disappointing. Sean, what is your game of the week? My game of the week, before I start my game of the week, I just want to encourage people to go to the website uh, on the day that this podcast goes up because I have been playing three games um, that I've got write-ups for going up at two o'clock. That's um, Open Country and uh, Spirit, the, the horse game for the Netflix show and The Last Kids on Earth. I've had time with all three of these games this week and I've done written previews for them and they're all going up at two o'clock because people can't organise stuff. So yeah, um, go to the website at two o'clock to see all my words. But my actual game of the week is called Non-Guns, Doppelganger Edition. What? Yeah. Okay. I'm going on so, next. I'm furious. Uh, what? <laughs> Why are you furious? Because uh, it sucks. Uh, no, you suck by the sounds of it. Damn! <laughs> um, this game is a, a pretty tough, pretty brutal, nihilistic 2D roguelike platforming run and gunner, which is a lot of words. Um, it's basically a procedurally generated dungeon. You go in with a guy that's got no head and you shoot things and you collect blood and get score. And uh, over time, um, you basically unlock things that can persist. So you find these little um, people that can pray and those people increase your score. And even if you just st stood still, your score will start to go up. And the idea is that you use the score to unlock weapons at this huge, big temple thing. Now, none of this is explained to you. None, not a single instruction is given to you in this game. You are given a, a access to like a, a book with uh, pixel art in it, but it it's, doesn't explain anything. This book is just like the most terribly unintelligible un thing that you've ever seen. It's just... You can't comprehend it. So you're on your own, basically. And it's a game that like throws everything it can at you constantly. The enemies are tough. One of the mobs, this crab thing, is just like insanely good. It just could, like crawls over stuff and jumps over walls and whatever. It is really difficult. And when you die, you lose everything. Unless you've gone and stored it at the temple. And um, 
for the first two hours, I hated it. Hated it beyond a passion. It was like, this sucks. This is just a, a tough uh, shooter. It's, it's just, it just hasn't got anything going for it. And then I started to see like the whole meta game where you, you're collecting these followers as you go. So each run you can get slightly better. And, and over time, as you fill this catacomb full of followers, your score can go up dramatically. So you can even start, you know, a, a run with a good gun and defeat these bosses. And the bosses are awesome. Like they're like difficult, but awesome. And the whole game's very stylistic. It's like a monochromatic, um, like gory, gothic, but with like European architecture thrown in. It's, it's a very cool looking game. And if you've got time, it's worth a look. But if, if you liked a game to give you um, like a handhold, or if you'd like to get any kind of gratification out of your game for the first like couple of hours, don't bother. You'll just bounce straight off it. It's not going to be for you. Like it wasn't for us, despite the fact that he reviewed it in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've dug up, by the way. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> it is back on the site. Amazing. But yeah, that's my, it's, it's, it's out on all the consoles. Um, and the reason this game exists, it's a very cool story. Um, this, this developer, they had a, a deal with this syndic- syndicate arts, which were going to be the new developer digital. They were chucking money at developers left, right and center. But it turns out that actually it was a big shady deal scam thing. And these guys ended up getting stiffed with loads of bills that the publisher had taken on. And the publisher just did one with the money and went abroad. So uh, the, the, the developers brainwash gang, they, they wanted to bring this game to consoles loads earlier, but they obviously couldn't because it got stiffed uh, by the publisher. And now here it is finally with help from Digerati. So did, did hmm. you? Yeah. So interesting story, but yeah. That was my game of the week. Nice. What about yours? Good old non-guns. Uh, my game of the week, uh, sorry to be so terribly boring, but my game of the week is Destiny 2. I've been checking out the PS5 upgrade, and it's lovely. They've got a field of view option, which doesn't sound very exciting, but when you can look around Destiny's worlds kind of in a much clearer way in 60 frames per second, it just opens the game up so much, and I've really enjoyed getting back into Destiny 2, actually. Um, there's still a lot for me to do. I, I realize that I'm way behind. The issue being, of course, is I've got all of my DLCs on Xbox Game Pass and they don't cross over, which is really annoying. So all of the missions are open on my mission log, but I can't play them on PS5 because I don't have the DLC on the PS5 like I do on Game Pass because they're all on Game Pass for free. So if I want to play them, I've got to go onto the Xbox and it doesn't have all the shiny gummins. So that's annoying. But other than that, it's it's Destiny 2. I'm still having a good time with it. Um, me and a friend of mine jumped on the other night and we just uh, ran around and just uh, unlocked some very sweet weapons. So I think I'm going to jump back in again um, properly and maybe get the DLC for PS5 if I really want to play it. We'll see how it goes. But uh, that's about it, really, uh, this week uh, for me. And uh, yeah, if you are looking for an upgrade, then check out Destiny 2 because it's very shiny on PS5. Very pretty. Um, oh, Greg, uh, a friend of mine bought Returnal on your recommendation last week. Oh, sick. And um, he wanted to know if you've played it anymore uh, this week. I haven't, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I actually looked at it the other day because it had an update and I went, fuck, I haven't played Returnal because I really want to finish um, Terminator. Surprisingly, like, it... Well, if anyone's read my review of Terminator, I actually really enjoyed it, so I wanted to finish that. And I just think 
I was just thinking, like, where's the week on? And why haven't I played this 70 quid PS5 game that I've bought? <laughs> mm. I need to get back into it though. I've heard that there's been some um some updates that have been a bit sketchy with the whole rest mode pause thing. So I've just I'm gonna wait until like no, I'll play play some tonight, I suppose. Nice, okay. But yeah, cool. that's cool. I'm glad someone's uh listened. I've had a few people that yeah. bought Skate City as well. I'm like, oh my god, my work here is done. <laughs> Okay, where's our Skate City sponsorship going? I know, I know. Yeah, right. I'm, also, I'm also apparently the only person who reviewed it that, um, you know, got the point. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Metacritic is like you, nine, and then everyone else, five or six. It's, um, it's, a-, <laughs> it's, a, pretty chill, it's a pretty chill game, but nonetheless, there's not a lot of challenge. Uh, what? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, I know you might want to cut this because I'm not sure it was aimed at me anyway, but it made me laugh with that fucking neckbeard who wrote that really awful Skylia prophecy because I reviewed it and said, it's a hard game, but it's unnecessarily hard. But I've got the platinum on it up between my, uh, you know, Sekiro, Bloodborne and Resident Evil 3 platinums. And the guy, I'm not going to name his name. He's a douche um, on Twitter giving it. I, I don't think it was aimed at me, but it was like, uh, review, uh, review, game is hard. No, I don't like it. And I thought, if you read the review, it says that I've got the platinum for Bloodborne and Sekiro, which means I can play hard games. Your game is just shit. <laughs> but I'm not getting into a Twitter discourse after I killed a website last time. No, <laughs> that was the, that was pretty brutal. I'm sorry. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Great. I broke their thumbs. Indeed. Uh, right then, let's jump on to the fastest finger quiz with Mr. Sean Davies. Word up. That's... Word up, Holmes. <laughs> oh, it's so wise. We could be a Canadian. With that wide anyway as a book that <laughs> you're right, right. let's um let's do a quiz have you guys got buzzers yeah right let's try them out let's start with greg's new one since though greg has a new buzzer oh play that again for me can you get a bit closer to the mic i can't hear anything hang on. yeah it's because the mic is directional but i'm obviously pointing it in the wrong direction hang on that's better oh. thank you I it's thought that the- was just somewhere else in the room because it was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a new sound effect. I've just tied my farts really well. Okay, uh, Roscoe? Oh, I've turned my fucking phone off again. God, I hate <laughs> this. Okay, uh. Toby, let's go back to you, Toby. Go <laughs> I got Mine it. is... Because that's not going to get annoying, is it? I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, happy. Mm. Play that again for me, Toby. Yeah, okay. that sounds awful. It goes... <laughs> I'm hoping it'll just obliterate yours. I like it. It's a good tactic. <laughs> it's oh, very I you all. Just sing away the parts. Um, and Ross, what's yours? Knuckles. <laughs> Should have guessed that one. <laughs> Knuckles deep. Okay. Nails. Knuckles. Tails. Oh, God. Tails. N- Knuckles. Yeah, okay. Okay, any kind of sonic noise coming from Ross, I'll just go with this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, there's a Sonic Noise too. Hey. <laughs> anyway, this is my oh. review. <laughs> I'm just going to be review. Oh, Greg thinks he knows the answer. Fart, fart. My review, of, uh, my review is Sonic Boom. Sega. Sega. Uh, uh, Amy. What the fuck was that? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting oh, wow. these from? <laughs> Gotta if finish fast. The X-rated you, version you, of Sonic. There. If you've <laughs> never played, uh, no, if you've never played Sonic Adventure. You're missing out. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, it's the worst, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Amy. But the best as well. Oh, oh tails. 
Knuckles. Oh, Knuckles. <laughs> Deep. Deep. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Right, sorry, I I, Sean. I you ready? I don't, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't think I like this, this puzzle. I don't like it at all. Um, okay, so we're going to do a quiz. So I'm going to ask these questions. And people are going to buzz, and then we're going to have the answers, and then we're going to find out who wins. Okay, right. Question one. Gabriel Logan <laughs> is the protagonist of this game series. Uh, Greg. Siphon filter. Correct. I know. Knuckles! Oh, sorry, is that a bit late? Just a bit. Okay. Question two. What is the name of the shuttered game studio that developed the Motorstorm series? Knuckles! Oh, fuck that Knuckles thing. Sorry, no, pass. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Rossa. Uh, I don't know. What the fuck? What's it then? I just had to cancel Greg out. I'm sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, this, this is getting personal, this quiz. I, mm. I, I feel like I'm being punished for being like smirt. I wish I could remember the name of it now because it would be just an f- open goal, but I can't. Have a guess. Motorstorm Studios. So far away. It's Evolution Studios. Okay, got half a po- half a point. <laughs> Studio. Oh, what Studios. the fuck? No. <laughs> I said a word with some vowels in it. Does that count? Yeah. Okay. Question three: In which Call of Duty game do you play as Private Miller, Petty Officer Locke, and Private Dmitri Pent- Petrenko? Greg. World at War. Correct. Well done. Wow. Oh, f- that was a guess. Of course, it was. That's why I said. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, question four: On a standard Nintendo sixty-four controller, what color is the start button? Knuckles. Greg. Greg. Oh, it's <laughs> gray. Farting on? No, it's not gray. Um, okay, uh, Ross. It's it's gray, isn't it? No. <laughs> no. If I said the wrong answer, it doesn't... <laughs> I'm going to go with red. Gray? Red <laughs> is correct. Oh, oh, it's red. Of course, it's. God damn it. I thought the B button was red. I thought the B button like was Like it is on every other Nintendo controller. B button's green. Yeah, green, yeah. blue, and then the stars red. Okay, question five. Uh, in which game would you hear the following line? I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite. Knuckles! Ooh, oh, that was really close, but I think it was, Greg. Uh, Mass Effect. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, the next one was Toby. Mass Effect 2. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you to go first. Uh, Either right, fuck either. Series. (laughs) (laughs) Thing is, if you'd have got it wrong, what's it have been in? You know what I mean. I'm I'm feeling massively attacked on this quiz now. (laughs) Okay. uh, Question six. I'm taking my fart and I'm going home. (laughs) Question six. Which developer sensationally announced his retirement from game development after being attacked by the Gamergate hate mob, cancelling the planned Fez two in the process? Greg. Bill Fish. Correct. It just sounds like you're laughing. But it wasn't it wasn't about Gamergate though. Uh oh it kind of was, wasn't it? Yeah. He was, yeah. 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 Um because because they were dicks. Yeah. Um question seven. The 2018 game Vampire developed by Don't Nod was set in which city? Greg. London. Correct. I'm just gonna start ignoring your farts in a minute. <laughs> question eight. Who lends their voice to the titular character in 2020's Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Knuckles! Greg. Fuck. Uh, ben Schwartz. Correct. Ah, <laughs> fuck Ben Schwartz. That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's his full title. 
Uh, question nine, in Zelda Breath of the Wild, what is the highest enemy color rank in the game? Greg? Gold? Correct. Oh, fuck it out. So <laughs> <laughs> you finished this. I know, and I was going to answer the same thing, but just too late. You, you didn't, did you? I'm just slow. Uh, question 10. Aaron Paul and Imogen Poots starred in which 2014? Yeah, oh. Ross? <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> it sounds like Knuckles is just really nervous. <laughs> Knuckles. <laughs> Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, need for speed. Correct. Well done. Uh, I got one. Go- I'll let him have that for pausing because I- it was funny. You'll let me have that. No, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go. Oh, I delayed it because we were talking over it. <laughs> okay, you're taking this way too seriously. Um, I was first and got the right answer. Oh, I'll let him have it. You know what I mean? That's oh. why we're against you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> that kind right, of shit. You right guys there. have called me out for hesitating before because I've got the question right. So I was just saying I wasn't gonna kick off about Ross hesitating. Your ass fuck about Ben Schwartz should have been hesitation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying. No, I was. I was still yeah. talking though. I didn't pause. We're still talking. Wow. So if I yeah. go blah, 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 Mass Effect. <laughs> yes, it just gives exactly. you time to think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I do it? Okay, question 11. Which studio developed the 2016 Xbox One exclusive Quantum Break? Greg? Knuckles. Fuck's <laughs> sake, Remedy. Knuckles did not develop it. Yeah, um, Knuckles didn't do that. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, that's always <laughs> Remedy for those that couldn't hear over Ross. <laughs> Trying to sabotage uh, uh, Amy. <laughs> Just do that loop. Uh, 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 uh. Question 12. <laughs> Question 12. Which Pokemon evolves into Clefable when exposed to a Moonstone? Uh, uh, Amy. Jesus. <laughs> this is going to get flagged on iTunes for sure. <laughs> Greg. Clefairy. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay. I thought, you, I thought you hated Pokemon. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. Wow. Yeah, but it's not it's not hard to get what comes before Clefable. Clef, cl- yeah, what other clefts comes before that? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Question 13, Clockwork Knight, Panzer Dragoon Saga, and Hang On GP. Greg? Sega? Incorrect. No, I don't know. Uh, Clockwork Knight, Panzer Dragoon Saga, and Hang On GP were all released exclusively for which console? Oh. Knuckles! Ross? The Sega Saturn. Correct. That'll Yay! teach me. <laughs> uh, question. Well, I, started, I started it by saying Sega. <laughs> Does that not count? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing Tobyism into this. <laughs> okay, question 14. The original Metal Gear Solid featured Solid Snake infiltrating which island? No, nobody? For fuck's sake, sure. <laughs> Greg? Shadow Moses. Correct. On the Fox Archipelago. Um, question 15. Doctor Who, Scooby-Doo, and the Ghostbusters were all expansion packs. Ross? Lego Dimensions. Correct. Question 16. Thanks for that one, Sean. (laughs) No problem, mate. (laughs) I found some Ross bias for you. Yay, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, question 16. What console was the first Final Fantasy game originally released on? Knuckles. Ross? Mm, What? SNES? No. I didn't hear yours at all. You, sorry. I had Toby's. I haven't, I haven't heard a fart yet. I'm sorry. I'm going to fucking stab you. EGF. No, I genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely. 
Genuinely have not heard. I heard. I heard Ross is very clearly. <laughs> Dave is behind it. I have not heard of Art. That is such an overreaction. <laughs> Toby, what's the answer? Uh, what? The Nintendo Entertainment System. Correct. Well done. Uh, question 17. Ivy, Voldo, and Siegfried. Greg? And Soul Calibur. Correct. Uh, question 18. Borderlands 1 and 2 are all set entirely on or around. Greg? Pandora. Correct. Oh. Jesus. I put my phone down. I was just going to say Borderlands anyway. (laughs) Borderlands is set on Borderlands. Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2 are part of what series? Borderlands. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Question 19. What colour are Princess Peach's eyes? Amy! Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Greg? Oh, fuck. Blue? Correct. That was a guess as well. That was a guess, yes. And finally, question 20. What is the recurring surname to the character that dies in every Gears of War game? Amy! Amy! Okay, so both of you are disqualified for all that nonsense. Toby, what's the answer? Price. Greg, what is the answer? Carmine. Carmine is correct. Well done. Big, 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 big whitey uh, Carmine. Okay, right. So let's so have a look. Dr. Eggman. Greg got one, two, three, four, five, Me. six, seven, eight, nine. Just the Sonic sound effects app, isn't it? Well, it must get pretty lonely here. <laughs> Greg got 12. And uh, no, I, don't, I don't think there's any no more quickly counting anyone no else's. No way. No way. <laughs> Oh, this is Ross. Uh, <laughs> I think the best bits is when it goes knuckles, knuckles. Just that—that that is, that is really. It's pure art. Me, un- it was us. making me unable to answer questions because I was too busy laughing. That'll get us on some podcast awards this year. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well done, Greg. Thanks, I want to know what my score was at the very least. Come on. Okay, I can I can tell you your score. Like I four. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so... I think it was four. One, two... Three. Three. Ah. Oh, <laughs> that really sucks. And Ross got one, two, three. Three. <sighs> so even, again, as a team... Right, next week. Next week it is Toby and I against Greg. Why? What? Just Why for fun. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, for funsies. For oh, We'll do it one week and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't mind. Let's mix up the formula a bit after a week of mixing up the formula. Do you know what you really need? Right, you really need Paul because Paul, based on his scores and every other quiz we've ever done, he's just a master at this shit. So I know he just knows, <laughs> he just knows everything so quickly at the end of the and, quiz mm-hmm. and stuff he's never played. I know, or even well, heard of. <laughs> What, oh, are the, what are the what are the twenty million results in point three seconds odds? <laughs> we nice. should do a, a quick shout out to Paul because um, if you're a new listener of the podcast, we do have a fifth member. Um, he's currently going 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 through it right now, so uh, he's not joining us. But um, we wish him the best, and we hope that we hope that he's doing all right, and hopefully he'll be back on the path to podcast soon enough. 
when when he does join the podcast, you can expect the weirdest buzzer sounds for the quiz. You'll just be, it'd be like magic pockets, obscure nineteen seventies games. Exactly, yeah. every ZX Spectrum game you could possibly imagine just thrown at you. Uh, Paul, I've never heard of that. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> here's, here's three seconds of an eighties Atari game that no one ever played. Come on. Okay, what was that game? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Paul. We love you, man. Hope you're doing okay. Right. Let's get into Have I Got Barrels For You, which is where we go through the week's news and discuss it like the team that we are. And this week, we've got five things to jump into. Um, we'll try and get through them as quick as we can. Firstly, who is finally in court this week? Is it Bobby Kotick? Please be Bobby Kotick. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid it's not um, oh. the head of Activision, Bobby Kotick. No. It's um, Donald it's... Trump. <laughs> uh, again, sadly not. It's one of the uh, Apple or Epic or something, isn't it? It's Apple and Epic. Ah. If they're not, they're throwing things at each other in regards to Fortnite, um, which I know Greg's a, a huge fan of. Never heard of it. Nah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting week. Um, and there's been a hell of a lot of information that's been dripping out. Has anything uh, caught your eye this week? That's uh, this yeah. kind of deluge of information. Toby, go for it. I read a bit. So um, it looks like there's been a hell of a lot of documents, as you say, that keep getting released on this box. Um, if you ever do shared documents and things, you have this um, app, website app called Box, where they're sharing things. They keep sharing things on there and then deleting them again two seconds later, but not quick enough for the gaming website it's not to have grabbed them and, mm. and then kept them and then worked out what they were. So there's one which has been uh, that Sony were approached by Epic um, and wanted Epic wanted to pay them 200 million pounds for um, around four to six Sony exclusives to be released on PC via the Epic Game Store. Um, and there's also been one about um, Xbox selling at a loss in the last day or so, um, which is all tied up with the sort of it's it's where Apple has decided to you know stake its claim. So. They, they kind of threatened on the first day of this court case, they kind of threatened Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo and said, if iOS is violating antitrust law, then every major games console is an unlawful monopoly as well, which is all to do with this thing, whether, you, whether you're a special purpose device like a console or a general purpose device like an iPhone. Mm -hmm. And that point, that general purpose or special purpose point has been made by an Xbox person called Laurie Wright, a lady who's been called as a witness, um, to argue that iPhones are general purpose and that consoles are special purpose and therefore exempt from the unlawful monopoly part. Um, so yeah, when Apple comes in threatening, it seems that Microsoft decided to side with Epic um, against Apple, even though you know in some ways they're very similar, but obviously they're also against each other competitors. Um, it's all got very interesting. It was, it, there's, there's a lot come out about like... Um uh things oh christ i can't even do english now um all these things that are going to be included in other games from epic and stuff like that isn't it like um more rocket league stuff and all that it's weird how much is being thrown not thrown out in court but like oh here's what we were going to do and here's what we couldn't do and all this kind of stuff and it's i don't know why is it like to get us on epic side to say oh here's all the stuff we could have had um, it's, it's all a bit weird because i haven't really been following a lot of it so you guys i feel like welcome to correct me but it's all a bit weird do you, mean, do you mean the one where they said that like 
Xbox or Microsoft had said that they thought there was a bunch of Nintendo games that would have come out this year. Something like, like that. Breath of the Wild um, 2 and Metroid Pro, Metro Prime 4. Oh, like, no, like Samus was going to be year. in, and Samus was going to be in Fortnite and all that kind of stuff. Was that to get another one of the documents that seemed to have come out? But how did this all kick off anyway? Wasn't it to do with um, the whole Apple Store thing? Yeah. So the whole argument is made on the grounds that basically Epic wants um, Apple to let other storefronts exist within their walled garden. So basically, what they what they this all kicked off because they allowed people to buy V Bucks within Fortnite. That's right. Um, the, the, Bypassing the Apple fee. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and what what Epic are rightfully saying, well, I I think rightfully saying is the fact that um, you are stifling competition. You can't have any other storefronts. You kind of you've got the monopoly on your platform. Um, and you're not allowing competition. And uh, Apple is saying, well, you know, it's it's all to do with uh, safety and security and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been on the iOS store recently, but there are some fucking awful shit on there. So it's 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 kind of backfiring on them. But Apple are trying to um, say that now um, you have to you have to have moderation. That you know all of their wall garden is there to protect people. And Epic is saying, well, we have a store that's moderated. And then Apple have gone back and said, well, you just allowed the itch.io app to be downloaded on your store, which they have. And on there, there are thousands of sex games on there. And Apple say, well, we don't want that to exist on Apple. Uh, but Epic didn't really have a good comeback, despite the fact that if you go on iOS and just look, there are plenty of games that shouldn't exist on iOS, but do, um, which is a shame. But yeah, it's, it's such a fascinating court case because... Neither of them are good guys. <laughs> Just no. That's the thing. There's no, there's no good guy in this scenario, and that's what's the funny thing about it. The best thing about it was the first day, was when they opened, opened up a a teleconference line to Fortnite fans to call into the court. Oh, and over oh. two hundred Fortnite players, mostly kids, were just shouting down the phone for fifteen minutes at Apple. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was just there's Apple a recording is, of it. Thousands of noobs. Yeah. Apple is gay lol. There's a recording of it on Twitter and it is Your extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the whole and the whole process got delayed by 15 minutes as they tried to turn the turn the line off. Uh, did they bring like a, a PS5 and an Xbox to court as well? Didn't I see that in the wing? They did as well, yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm losing track of like why why is it that there's so much Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft stuff being thrown into the courtroom as part of all these witness statements you know why is xbox <laughs> and all their documents getting displayed in the middle of an oh, apple totally versus agree. epic court that's just see what i mean they had to put mm-hmm. the ps5 behind a shield so no one could steal it yeah that's that's <laughs> the only way you can one. get them though witness yeah. protection that's... program for a ps5 <laughs> it was an empty cardboard box they just can get one you know? <laughs> <laughs> with a toaster yeah. in it it's like we call our next witness the playstation for oh we haven't got one <laughs> <laughs> that's sold out everywhere sir i'm sorry it's just other, all these other companies getting their dirty laundry, you know, aired in public when it's not really their court case oh, at all. It's, it's all getting mm. weird. I don't really follow it. I tried to read up on it, but I'm just like, what is going on? What is what is going on with the state of gaming now? It's bring yeah. back, bring it's back really hot coffee days. That was funny. It's really funny because both of them are trying to come up with these like big picture, that, like you know, they're, they're trying to pennies on the fact that, that you know, Epic have spent X amount of millions of dollars just to try to get their storefronts up and running. And this is why they're like bringing up and saying, you know, we tried to get Sony to do crossplay two years ago, and we tried to make it free to play on Xbox without subscription 
Fortnite fees, etc. And it's it's mm. like they're all trying to play these big pictures. Like they're trying to say that consoles. They had a games are art debate in court, and this judge, this poor judge, <laughs> just like what? Yeah. Happy now arguing that because um, Fortnite is both creative and a social space, and has co- uh, and, and has concerts, it's a platform all of its own and deserves its mm-hmm. own store. Which you know. I don't think many people are going to argue with. I think they're going to win on that basis, to be fair, because that's the the only thing they've said with any fucking value right now. <laughs> to, yeah. If the one thing you really do need to go and check out is both um, is uh, Tim Sweeney's uh, testimony, when very dryly he has to explain what a battle royale is, what is a Fortnite, oh, what is a loot, what is a Fortnite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the judge is going, it's spelt wrong. Uh, no, it's not. I mean, it is, <laughs> is but the it's not. YouTube. <laughs> It's it's fascinating stuff. And the judge is going, what does yeet mean? Mm. <laughs> Big chungus. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all fucking weird, isn't it? They did reveal that Fortnite made $9 billion last year. Oh, this, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Which is, it just for a free game, is absolutely insane. <sighs> and it will just get bigger and bigger. And Epic want a sizable cut of that, obviously. Um Obviously, it still determines whether or not Fortnite will be allowed back on the App Store. It was taken off the Google Play Store as well. But of course, just... Android being open source, um, Fortnite allowed people to download it from their website directly. So you can still play it on Android if you want to. All, all Epic needs to do is drop out of this fucking battle and go, we've just made $9 billion. We don't need to be on Apple. Oh, boo-hoo. People can just buy Xbox or whatever format. You know, If they're mm. that worried, they don't, not like they need the financial gain from having a cut being on the Apple Store. That's what it all started about. Because they were mm-hmm. like, well, we want proceeds to go to us. But if they made nine billion, why do they? They could just. Oh. It's one billion less than they could have made. Oh uh, yeah. There's there's a mm. really apparently it's, it's all a bit altruistic now. It's right. less uh, now. It's obviously not you know, but there there is a, a very funny email exchange between um, Tim um, from Epic. What's his name? Tim Sweeney. Sweeney. Tim Sweeney and you'll make, Tim, you'll make Tim. Yeah. Um, and Tim Sweeney emailed him and said, yo, um, I think you should make the store a little bit uh, less restricted because you'd get more uh, innovation and you'd get more money from it. And then Tim Cook emailed, like forwarded that to someone inside Apple and said, who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Like he, he, years ago, apparently, um, Tim um, Sweeney was trying to get Epic to, to do this. And, you know, it's not as if the fucking a bit hard up at the minute no. So no. It, it does feel like they're just trying to be altruistic um, but still it is all about the dreadies isn't it yeah is- it's it's both companies that are worth billions and billions arguing over more billions and it's you know it's not something we should really ever pay attention to but hey it's fun I remember when Epic made Gears of War yeah what do Cliffy Those B's think about all this Cliffy B's like I get my royalties apart from living on his lawbreaker island playing the game on his own <laughs> he's got the only one server going like, I like my game uh, sorry Sean I had to get that in there somewhere uh, right then let's move on what uh, DLC to a very popular PS4 game is now only exclusive to PS5 that would be Final Fantasy 7 intergrade intermission thingamajig yes <laughs> that's exactly it the DLC I think is called intermission yeah uh, not like Squaresoft to have weirdly convoluted names. No. Wow, sorry, Squeenix. Squeenix. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated is exclusive to PS5 for at least six months. 
a new trailer for the game has confirmed. So if you're still on PS4, then you're out of luck until at least October or November even, which is just absolutely mad. But does that mean it's going to PS4 at the end of that time frame, or does it mean it's going to PC? Why would it go to PS4? I thought this was just part yeah, of the it, PS5 it, it, update. Absolutely. Mm. Why would it necessarily go to PS4? But mm. it probably would. You know, if it's um, if it's just the extra story content and yuffy stuff that we've been talking about, then um, why wouldn't it go to PS4? But at the same time, you know, when they say these things are six months, whatever, it's usually PC that's next. Yeah. I don't know, to be honest. Um, it doesn't matter either way because it's only going to buy a square and it's all good. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the earliest it will be available on other systems um, is the 10th of December. Um, but, yeah, Integrate could also come to PS4 still if it wants to, if Square Enix still see an audience, which, you know, it had a massive, it sold really well on PS4. So I don't see why they wouldn't bring it out for the, for the I system. Don't know. I, yeah, it's almost like they want to push the PS5, though, isn't it? Yeah, but then, you know. And no one can have a PS5 yet, so. But the exclusivity of 7 Remake on its own is has run out. Yeah, so true. is it going to be on Series X in December or PC in December? Mm. I think it's it's also quite, I mean, it's, I know exclusives are a, a bit of a blight in today's day and age and still a bit of a weird gatekeeping kind of thing per console. But it, it kind of, for me, it kind of, it's like a pang of uh, nostalgia. Like, oh, I remember when Square Games used to be Sony. Mm. But that was because, you know, that that that's the link I have to childhood. I think having it hogged on a, console now is still pretty daft but yeah Sean do you think this this is the first steps into Sony acquiring Square Enix I don't know you know I'm always speculating Mm. I like to like to rub people the wrong way um (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I know I I didn't hear your fart noise (laughs) oh my I didn't oh god almighty I never let this down (laughs) um what's your what's your back I don't know. I just, I, I just think that it's very funny that the exclusivity to Final Fantasy VII has run out and there's still no Xbox version or PC mm. version or Nintendo Switch version. And then we get this integrated, which is there for another six months, whether Sony have extended the exclusivity or whether this is a, okay, let's just let's just do it. Let's just buy you. You know, all your games are coming to us anyway, which most of them are, you know, at this point, exclusive. So mm. why not? I don't yeah. know. We'll why see. Not, I, Six months. I get at the end of the integrate thing. If one doesn't appear on, if, if a version doesn't appear on Xbox, let's call it a day. Let's let's just let's just buy them. <laughs> well, that could be the case. We start a GoFundMe. Come on. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Bit of Final Fantasy exclusive back on PlayStation. That'd be great. Uh, right then, talking of games that aren't coming to PS5, um, which PS5 version of a upcoming game has been delayed due to unforeseen technical issues? That'll be uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2, subtitle, Here Comes More Sniping. <laughs> exactly that, yeah. <laughs> Snipey uh, Sniperson. Yeah. Sniper Sniperson. Snipey McSnipeface. Big big Snipey. Big Snipey. Uh, yeah, it was originally due on PS5 on the 4th of June, arriving all the other versions, but the PS5 edition's delay is currently unspecified future point. Other platforms will receive the game as originally planned. And if you buy it on PS4, you get the free upgrade to the PS5 version. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's not too bad. So yeah, um, CI, the uh, developers have, you know, they've they, they've stepped up with this. And they've said the PS5 isn't, PS5 version is not available, but if you get the PS4 version, you can get the PS5 version for free when it's available. So 
you know, I don't think they could have done any more than that, really. It sounds a bit of a like you know last minute thing, though, doesn't it? One one month before it releases, and we're like, actually, it doesn't work on PS5. We haven't tested it. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, just, that seems a very late thing to do. It would appear yeah. they've discovered something that um, that was unforeseen. You know, as they as they said, I think they were open about it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess, perhaps they they don't want to disappoint with the PS5 version, so they might just be spitting and polishing a bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I get, I get the feeling. So the the pre, the previews for this game came out on Friday, so the seventh of May, and the all of them, all of the platforms were available apart from PS5 in the preview period. So I get the feeling that this was a we're doing the preview and some people have reported that there is something very wrong and mm. we will not be playing the game out. And I yep. think they pulled the, the preview for the PS5 version before they all went up live. So it's one of these things that, you know, we, we experience it as reviewers, as critics, you know, you get a game and it doesn't work, you know, and sometimes it's like, okay, well, we're going to push the release back and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But I mean, it, I I would just want to check with you, Ross, because I I saw this in a press release, and I'm not entirely sure if it it's been changed. But the PS4 version was going to get a patch for PS5 to make it um, 4K. Uh, yes, the PS5 version, which will promise native 4K resolution, enhanced textures and visuals, and faster SSD loading times. I think even if you download the PS4 version on PS5, you still get the 4K patch as the PS4 version. Um, until the PS5 version comes out, which I okay. think is like a, it's a really cool move that they're going to do. Is just basically they're going to up the resolution on the PS4 version until the PS5 version comes out, which has got all the extra singing and dancing. Ah, uh, yeah, there we go. Additionally, a day one patch on the 4th of June will enable PS5 owners to play the PS4 game in 4K. Yeah. And it's uh, due on 4th of June for $34.99. So, Fair play to them. Yeah. Fair play to them. The first one was good as well. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Greg reviewed it, I believe. No, no, no! I just played it. Did someone review uh, it? I'm sure we got a code. No, I've I've um, inquired about getting a review for the second one. Yeah. No, what the, did we inquire about it? And they had that sniper day thing, and we didn't get picked for it. Yeah, that was for the streaming thing, wasn't it? So. No, no, yeah. not the new one. No, the the first contracts was there was like a, uh, I mean, cut this bit out, but wasn't that like a sniping day that some people went to? And I think we missed the boat for it, or I couldn't do it, or something. Yes. It was a sniping day and we missed. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think there was there was like an influencer day one to swear. Yes. You know, yeah. Uh, you could go and you could take a picture of yourself holding a rifle and then hey, hey, look what's coming out this week. That kind of thing. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. We're not quite influencers yet, apparently, which is outrageous. Uh, but never mind. They not heard the amount I, of games we sold this week. Yeah. Say, we've we've <laughs> influenced purchases. Yeah, we have. We're actually influencers. Yeah. Yeah. These fake shouty down the camera YouTube types. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Make sure you check up that energy drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Reach me to follow, please. Two, two, two thumbs up. Don't just win, do damage. To your bowels. We're probably less influential than that hamster guy who dresses his hamsters up. Images. Oh man, there was like 10 million views on that video. Exactly. Yeah. We're in the wrong market. Yeah, we are. Finger I've, got, I've got a lizard. <laughs> We could dress up the lizard. <laughs> to his lizard. Sean's got an entire farm. I don't know why he's not using his That's animals. True. That's yeah. true. To get us I don't views. like the animals. That's why. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a problem. It's like Dr. Doolittle. I just constantly followed around by animals. It's... Yeah. I'm sat here. There you go. With... You could do... Sean Doolittle. That's, that's your new thing. Thanks, Toby. <laughs> oh, there you go. Sean Doolittle. Get a TikTok, man. They all love animals on TikTok. <sighs> Fucking hell. 
It's all over there. Just films of you getting followed around by farm animals. Yeah. I can't wait to be on the next sniper day. <laughs> <laughs> Learn some dances, you'll be fine. Uh, right then. Um, from Sega, which game is getting itself a sequel released in September of this year? That would is be it Sonic, is it Sonic Boom 2? It's not. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wish it was. Uh, it could be Knuckles? anything, couldn't it? We, things we want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not. Uh, Amy. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm it's not saying that would be that would be a spin-off of a sequel of a something of a series of a Yakuza. Of a I'm not. Ju- judgment to Judgment Day. Judgment Day. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a judgment, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's called Lost Judgment, and it's the sequel to Judgment. You are globally on the 24th of September on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S. Is anyone excited for this? Uh, no. I've got a friend that's played it, though, and he said it's quite good, but I've not played a Yakuza game. And be- despite this not being a Yakuza game, it kind of helps to have played, apparently. So I'd okay. have I'm okay. i more interested in this than I am in the average Yakuza game, though. Oh, yeah. The well, Yakuza I'm... game looks like Saints Row crazy crap, and no, I can't be not, bothered with not, it. Though. It's not, though. No, but then, no, it, but then this looks like a serious Yakuza story. And I'm like, as in Yakuza, not the framework of the series, as in a Yakuza film or whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, you... it's almost like an Infernal Affairs type thing. Yeah, and yeah. it looks far more interesting for that. Did, did you see the trailer for the first one, Judgment, yeah. where he does yeah. a kick, kickflip on a skateboard and knocks a guy out in the car? Yes. Right, but you overall, tell me. Overall, <laughs> it's more serious in general. Oh, okay. I know why you want to play it, Tobes. Uh, fans will be able to venture to the scenic port city of Yokohama. One of the most important new locations is our high school. Oh, <laughs> oh Toby. Yeah, love, love me a high school. Oh, that's gross. It's not brand. It's, not, it's bad enough, like, outing Toby. It's totally branding me it's something. Not I'm not there. As a pervert, yeah. <laughs> you bloody furry pervert. <laughs> pervert. I, was, I thought I was really waiting for you to say there was going to be little animal mascots or I was something, and you didn't. Well. Not, not the, not the school bomb drop, you know. Yeah. You just like your JRPGs, and a lot of them take place in high schools so or have high schools <laughs> in them. And here's his Ross backtracking from making Toby sound like a fucking pervert. <laughs> Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean just that. I just like really. school kids. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's due out in September. If uh, anyone wants to get, gets around on the podcast to play in Judgment, I kind of want to. You've got until September yeah, to finish same. it. I kind of want to, but I can't be asked. Yeah. Is Judgment on Game Pass or anything? No, it's a Sony um, exclusive thing. I think. Are you sure? It's coming out. It's, the sequel's coming out on everything. Oh. Uh, I think, it's, I think well, if there was a way Xbox. to play Judgment, then I might be interested in playing Lost. Yeah, I might be wrong. Let's have a look. All the all, all the accusers are on Game Pass, aren't they? Yeah. No, no. It's uh, Judgment is just on PS4 and Stadia, so just PS4 basically. Huh. So why would the sequel be out on everything? I don't know. Weird. Oh, hang on. Remastered. The... Oh, hang on. I lied. Remastered version of the game under the title Remastered. Wow. Really, really imaginative there. <laughs> Japan and Asia was released for PlayStation Five, Xbox Series, but not. Oh. Yeah, it's it's here as well. It released on PS5 and Xbox Series. Oh yeah, worldwide April twenty third. Oh, it's just come out to the PS5 and the Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's pretty cheap too. Missed hmm. that one. Then. The only judgment oh. that came up on Game Pass was Gears of War Judgment. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <Yeah>. Nobody <laughs> wants that. I'm gonna pass judgment on that one. Uh, I played it though. Uh, Someone had to. Yeah, I had a review copy for it back in the day. Oh dear. Good times. And finally, which open world game is getting a free-to-play spin-off next year? 
uh, the most unlikely game that I thought would get one. Indeed, which is the division. The division. Kingdom Hearts. I, sure, <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, the division Heartland is a standalone free-to-play game due for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox sometime vaguely in twenty-one. It's just penance for Division being shit. The Division is not shit. It's not very good, though, is it? It's It's... perfect. As you say, it's not very good. That means it's perfect for a free-to-play model like Fortnite. Mm. Because it's Um, not very good, and it's just about passable as a shooter for free-to-play. The Division is fun until all of you meet to get bored of it, and then... Paul shoots dogs. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Then it's no fun. But yeah, I mean, it's part of the Division universe, which is a thing now, um, which will also incorporate uh, the Division 2's latest DLC, the Division Mobile, the Division Novel, and the Netflix film, The Division. So all of this ties in together. If you want to keep up with the story, you got to play and watch everything. Is there Apparently. a story? Um, a bad virus. pandemic bad, isn't it? Bad pandemic, everyone died. Very, very vaguely, there's a pandemic, everyone dies, and we're now in New York. There's not really a plot. Yes, there is. <laughs> no, not really. Can you talk so, us through the story, Sean? Yeah, well, the, the, oh, whole, God. The, the release of the virus was facilitated by some of the agents that were in the division. Spoilers. And they turned back. It's from the first fucking game from like a 10 years ago. <laughs> um, the second one um, is, is reasonably the same, but set in Washington. Um some of the agents are bad, some of the agents are good, and you are either not entirely sure which one they are, or know who they are, and they're trying to hunt them down. Whereas you lot just go around stabbing each other and blowing up coal mines by the sound of it. Yeah, it looks like it's being developed by someone else, because Massive is currently working on their Avatar video game. Avatar? What, as in the Nickelodeon Avatar, or the Avatar? As in, as in James Cameron's Avatar. Uh, why? No, I don't know. No one knows why. What? Avatar was shit. Presumably it will tie in with the uh, sequel. Wait, isn't Massive also working on the Star Wars game? Uh, yeah. Wow, they are busy. Aren't they just? Hopefully Avatar gets cancelled and they can just crack on with that instead. <laughs> I want an Avatar game. That world is awesome. What yeah. would it be, though? The, the, yeah. the plot's terrible, um, which is perfect for a, a Division-style game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, true. <laughs> So yeah, there's we don't know much about it yet, but uh, it would be yeah. a um, it'd be a rush to try and get hold of that unobtainium, ridiculous MacGuffin at the at the middle of the film that was named so terribly. What unobtainium? Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Yep. <laughs> it's got to be the worst named MacGuffin in cinema history. Do you remember when Michelle Rodriguez said martyrdom, and it's just funny because it's Michelle Rodriguez from The Fast and Furious using a word like martyrdom. And then she laughed about it, and it was the best thing in the whole movie because it was I, so fucking absurd. I just didn't care for it. Yeah, it's, I enjoyed it in the cinema. It was quite it's a, a yeah. It's a it's a visual wank, but take that away, and it's just a terrible film. A lot of things are, though, aren't they? Nice to look yeah. at, but when you get to know them, it's like ooh. Probably Mortal Kombat's a bit shit as well. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. it's been getting sixes and. Like, apparently, apparently, the plot to the first one, you know, the original '95 one, is a better story. And I'm like, yeah. From what I hear, I'm not going to spoil too much of the new film because I haven't seen it. But from what I hear, there's no actual tournament, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, there isn't a tournament in it. Yeah, but there is Mortal <laughs> Combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some People of the uh, <laughs> some of the fight scenes are pretty good. Yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? From a... yeah. 
All right, well, then. Plot's a secondary thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always. Uh, those are uh, the big things from the week. And uh, yeah, let us know if you've missed anything, and then we'll uh, address it next week. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, probably not, but, you know, we'll give it a go. Uh, right then, let's move on to um, our... Our new, our new topic, which we started last week, our favorite things, which this week we're going to talk about our favorite game years, where we've all chosen a year from history, where all of our favorite games came out all at the very same time, and we'll talk about which ones made that year just so awesome. And uh, I'm going to start with Mr. Sean Davies, your favorite game year. Okay, I've chosen this year because I think um, this game year had some incredible highs and some spectacular lows. But also, I think it's the year when I enjoyed the most games uh, throughout the entire year. And that year is 2011. So just to run through a couple of the games that released this year, Arkham City, Portal 2, which I you know is one of the best games of all time, Dark Souls, which basically invented an entire genre, Skyrim, um, still considered one of the best RPGs ever made, even a decade on. Um, Minecraft, fully released in 2011, which kind of changed the entire shape of the gaming industry as we know it. Um, but we've got games like Super Mario Land 3D, Rayman Origins, Gears of War 3, Uncharted 3, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, Deus Ex Human Revolution, Dead Space 2, which is obviously the best in the series, DC Universe Online, which I spent far too long playing, Killzone 3, Dragon Age 2, Mortal Kombat, Modern Warfare 3, Saints Row the Third, and Assassin's Creed Revolutions. But it's not just like the AAA stuff that did really well because indie games was like brilliant as well because we had like Bastion and Tales from Space about a blob and Limbo and a game called Death Bank the Bakening, which if you've never played it, if you've got a PS3, go and buy it because it's brilliant. And Euphoria. And more, most importantly, like... You know, they're like the middle pack of games, like the DAA games. They were among the best that I have ever played. So we had Test Drive Limited 2, which I played for months with my friend Paul. Uh, that game hooked us both for months. Um, we had um, Bulletstorm and Homefront and both Lego Harry Potter 5 to 7 and Indiana Jones. So two Lego games that year. Suck on 4, Brink, Motorstorm Apocalypse, L.A. Noir, Witcher 2, Alice Madness Returns, Dead, Dead Island, Driver San Francisco, Resistance 3, Warhammer 40k, Space Marine, Rage, Dead Rising 2. That year was an epic, epic year of games that I, that I would happily pick up right again now. Like Space Marine 40k, if they did a HD remake of that, I would absolutely buy it on whatever console they put it on. That year for me stands out as one of the most the strongest games, that strongest year of gaming ever. Sure, you know, it's not full of game of the year winning games consistently throughout the year, but I think as an average, I think that game is full of actually really quality games. And that's why it's my favorite game of year, gaming year. Mm. Yeah, I've got to agree with you on that. It was absolutely insane. I remember writing an article, I think it was for might have been for Thumb Culture, it could have been for Hey You Guys Gaming. But it was basically like November 2011 was absolutely bonkers. Just so much came out in that month, <laughs> just one after the other after the other. And uh, yeah, Arkham City was kind of like the highlight for me. But yeah, yeah. Sur- but that, surrounded by fantastic games. That, that year was a year when everything seemed to hit its stride. Like 
Mm. Modern Warfare was into its, its threequel and it was like, okay, it's, it's confident enough to do crazy stuff now. And we had Infamous 2, which was like a much better game than the first one. It was just, it was basically the entire year was of like, it was of franchises just hitting their stride within that generation. I like that you, you ignored that Demon Souls started off the Dark Souls thing. Yeah, but nobody played Demon Souls, so... <laughs> um, you know, Dark Souls, you know, people call it a Souls-like. Like a yeah, demon's... yeah, they call it a... a... We, they would call it a Souls-like. Yeah. <laughs> you just realised, as I did at the same time, no, they still yes. call them... <laughs> <laughs> call anyway. them Souls-like because of Demon Souls. <laughs> you won a fucking quiz. I've got no excuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it just it's a, a good quality, year. A quality year. I just feel like you were um, listing off stuff. Then I know I played to death, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, it did come out that year. It's like there's there's a couple of years either side of them where you just look at those games and go, fuck me, that was a good year. Yeah. Um, but I know you're choosing something different, so I have. Uh, yeah, great. Go for it. Uh, mine came from well, not sort of lacking originality, but I saw a post which kind of kicked this off, and it was a picture about the year 2000 and i know toby's got a good year as well i'm not going to spoil which one it is and then when he put it in the in the slack and i was like oh shit yeah good idea and i'm not jealous of it but um for me this one because of the picture that was on there it just kind of took it for me because 2000 had a lot of games that really so what would i have been at the time 14 really getting into my stride of like understanding storytelling in games that kind of thing um games that you played like as a kid and then gone i don't get it and then you go back to him or you find these new games with a new level of uh maturity where you can actually understand what's going on and some of these i didn't play in the year 2000 because of their, their imports some of them i played like several months after but this is more the year they came out and yeah 2000 we had obviously tony Hawk 2 which was a great sequel we had vagrant story which is one of my favorite most criminally underrated squaresoft games next to um the bouncer we had Resident Evil Code Veronica, which um, I don't know why it's such a black sheep because it's a really good game. I remember seeing that in the Dreamcast and being like, wow, that's like fucking amazing. Uh, Chrono Cross, which Toby can attest to, is an absolutely banging JRPG on the PS1. Um, so good, in fact, that I've rebought an American copy. I haven't got my PS1 up to play it and I could probably emulate it if I want to, but I haven't. It's such a... It was it was one of those ones that like I'm using Toby as an example because he had a copy and he didn't like it and sold me his because he got so far and got stuck that he has retroactively gone back and played since. That's how good it is. Uh, Dino Crisis Two, which I mean the first one was incredible. I kind of learned that off my memory, just like Resident Evil One and Two. But Dino Crisis Two was more of an action based game, but it wasn't any worse for it. It was more arcade fun than the Resident Evil, you know, lot puzzle key type stuff, and. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. Oh, Shemu came out then as well, which Ross on a obviously a big fan of. Final Fantasy Nine, which was um, not as good as number eight, but one game that I've said I've mentioned before on the pod that has a personal connection to me is Suicoden Two, the the Konami JRPG. I mentioned it last week, I think. But for me, I picked that up on a whim in game. Was it game or was it Electronics Boutique at the time? It was game. Um, it when it's in it was in its old shop and yeah i bought it on a whim because i had some christmas money and it was a sealed copy in there god i wish i kept it sealed because that would be worth an absolute fortune now but yeah that was just 
a strong year for mainly for a lot of RPGs and story-based games. But that was sort of like a turning point, turn of the century kind of thing where I learned to get into game stories a bit more and hone a sort of loving for narrative-driven games. Because I missed like Final Fantasy VII when it first came out and got onto that bit late and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that was the the, the turning point for me, really. Man, that's a hell of a year. Yeah. Good Lord. I was trying to think of some that were out when me and you were at the game station. And it wasn't the strongest oh, of years. 2000, well, when were you there? Three? Christmas 2003? Yeah, I'd say yeah. that. Um, yeah, there was some good stuff that came out in my tenure at game station, like Chaos Theory, Ghost Hunter, all that kind of stuff. Mm. But uh, yeah. I just remember Wind Waker and... Oh, God, I wish I'd I wish I'd kept that like I bought two copies of the one that came with the Zelda Master Collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. And like the Resident Evil 4 GameCubes and the Chainsaw mm. Controllers and that kind of stuff. The mirrored version of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, the Master Quest and all that. Oh god. That was hard work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Toby, your favorite gaming year. Uh okay, so I've gone similarly to Greg. Um, I'm sort of back in time quite far to basically the most formative year in gaming for me, um, which was just slightly earlier than 2000. Um, I got a PlayStation, the original PlayStation, at the very back end of 1997. Um, So 1998 was a pretty intense year of me going, oh, games are good. Like, this is amazing. I can't believe this entire hobby that I had never even you know, never even thought of, let alone experience. And then this was this whole whole thing. The only, only real games I'd ever played before that were like Mario and things, literally. So with my PlayStation, I got Abe's Odyssey, um, Gran Turismo, and I think, is it Command and Conquer? I think with mine. Um, and Abe's Odyssey was just incredible. Then the moment 1998 started, I just went, incre- went insane. So um, at that point, it was Tekken 3 came out in 1998, Resident Evil 2, which is arguably the best Resident Evil. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 3, which then made me go back and get all of the Crash Bandicoots. Um, Abe's Exodus followed Abe's Odyssey. Those two were just incredible games. Um, Tenchu, Parasite Eve, um, and then a whole slew of um, sort of RPGs and what started my import insanity, um, which were things like um, going back and finding Final Fantasy VII because that's what provoked me to buy a PlayStation in the first place because my mate was playing it the year before um, and then getting things like um, Xenogears because Xenogears came out in 1998 um, after having been most mostly lost most of its funding to Final Fantasy VII. Um, that's why the end of Xenogears is so rushed um, because most of its budget went on the other game that came out the year before. Um, and then uh, Star Ocean Two. Tales of Destiny, um, and as I say, Parasite Eve all came out that year. Um, Squaresoft and um, Star Ocean 2 is what, um, Tri-Ace isn't it? And, and Enix before they became Square Enix, um, which is just insane. Um, 1998 is also Spyro the Dragon and the first Rainbow Six game. Um, I had a, a Mac at the time and Jazz Jackrabbit 2 came out on that. And that was a crazy, crazy platformer that we got really, really into in our house. Um, and then my mates started getting N64s and I was like, oh, what's this? N64, I need that as well. So there was Zelda Ocarina of Time came out in 1998 and just was, it was pretty much the biggest game of the entire year in my circle of friends. 
um, and just people playing it just for months afterwards, just saying, how far have you got in Zelda? How far have you, have you got into the belly of the fish thing yet? Have you done this? You know, all that kind of crap for an entire year. Um, and I bought an N64 that year as well. Got that, got F-Zero X, which came out that year. Um, it was just just insane. Um, and Greg's probably thinking to himself, you've not mentioned the biggest game of that entire year, um, which is obviously- I wasn't, I was looking at my phone. <laughs> well, which is obviously ISS Pro 98. Um, what a banger! <laughs> so ISS Pro 98 came out and it had a, um, a demo disc in it. And the demo disc was for Metal Gear Solid. And then Metal Gear Solid followed not, short, not too long afterwards. And uh, I played that demo disc to death. Um, scratched it up a lot and then played the whole of Metal Gear Solid and basically I think gaming was just solidified for life at that point. Oh it did, um, it did big numbers didn't it? It was just incredible I remember being at school and people just talking about you can get in lockers in this game it's crazy Have you thrown, You've got to throw grenades at the time <laughs> That kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what is going on? You had to be involved in Metal Gear Solid although you were just so out of it it was incredible um and then the last one I'll just add on here which i didn't play at the time but since then i have is that uh, half-life came out in 1998 oh. as well so i think oh sorry about that uh so <laughs> your mess- it's your message tone the bbc news that's thing. just a bbc news post oh, right. um so 1998 is my uh favorite year in gaming because it is the one that made me a gamer nice i like that man i miss playing 64 I'll never forget Christmas of that year when I got my N64 with Mario Kart and Goldeneye. Wow. Is Goldeneye 1999 or was it 97? No, it's 97. So that was already out. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Goldeneye has not aged well. No, <laughs> no, it has not. Not knocking it, but when Sean and I played at EGX and we were like, yeah, let's sit down in there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because two other people joined us, we're like, we've got to see the game through, but oh, God. Using the yeah. R button and the C buttons to aim and yeah yeah what was he thinking <laughs> i see it i guess i guess it's all they could do at the time isn't it um i love the way button strafing it was great someone oh, someone said i remember back in the day so a friend of mine used to play with a config where you use the uh you hold the the d-pad in the left and then the right stick in the right and it, so it's like l is for t- aiming right stick for aiming and i was like what? That sounds fucking stupid. And then look, thinking about it now, you think, no, that's how you would play it. D-pad for strafing, right stick for turning, and L-trigger to aim. Mm. But yeah. yeah, back in the day, like, what? That's a weird... It's, it's as weird as concept as the N64 controller was in the first place. I don't think I ever used the D-pad on the N64 controller. We're all like, um, I don't have three hands. <laughs> <laughs> when that came out, I, that is literally what I did. I was like... Uh, <laughs> who has what, what, how do you, the, first, <laughs> the first time I ever played Time Splitters on PS2 and I was just it was like oh no you got to use a stick to aim I'm just like what D-pad they're like no you've got to move with the sticks brain yeah I learned quickly in 1998 though that was the year I learned how to use those just fine thanks <laughs> the best thing about the N64 pad is that if you raged and threw it it would always come back we had a discussion i mean this is slightly off topic you can cut it out but we had a discussion once about like um if someone tried to attack us in game station because we had an incident once in the store i'm not going to go into it but um it was like what would you grab And we were like the duke you know the big fucking xbox controller if you had that thing and you you grabbed the cable because there was a breakaway point on there which was quite a nifty idea so if you tripped over the cable it would disconnect Mm. and not like pull the console off your thing but if you held that further down from the from the the breakaway point 
you've got a pretty fucking hefty mace there. <laughs> there was some weight behind that controller. Mm, or even sure. if you even if you had it in your hand like a like a fucking caveman rock, you could still probably do some damage with that. You know, you imagine hitting somebody and leaving that the black and white button imprint on their forehead. <laughs> or catch mm. it with a cor- if you remember the corners of that thing. That was the um, angles when it's it's just yeah. sharp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You imagine me like chasing someone at the store, swinging it around your head like a fucking bolus. Oh. A bolus what is about, a uh, that wraps around people's legs, by the way. Hey. What about you, Roscoe? What is your gaming year? Um, I mean, when we started talking about this, I did think of 2011, but uh, Sean, Sean took it. So I've gone a little bit more recent and I've gone for 2016 because it was absolutely bonkers. And I'm just going to list off everything, not everything that came out, but like highlights that came out from that year. So we've got Overwatch, Uncharted 4, Dark Souls 3, The Witness, Firewatch, Inside, Titanfall 2, Dishonored 2, Final Fantasy 15, No Man's Sky, Battlefield 1, XCOM 2, The Division, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, The Last Guardian, Civilization 6, Stardew Valley, Gears of War 4, the first rebooted Hitman, Forza Horizon 3, Doom, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, not everyone's favorite Call of Duty, but I bloody loved it. It was awesome. Uh, Abzu, Super Hot, Watch Dogs 2, Quantum Break, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Blood and Wine, Thumper, Unravel, Street Fighter 5, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Mafia 3, Batman Arkham VR, which was awesome, Hyperlight Drifter, uh, not Mighty Number no. 9, and, well, the most amazing game ever, 100-foot robot golf. I mean, in one year, that is an insane collection of video games, and as kind of devastating as it is that Titanfall 2 is in there and did not get the recognition it deserved on release. I don't think there was a a year of games that I loved more. And as we were wrapping up, I think maybe PS Gamer or us or our, our kind of redo attempt at Thumb Culture, we were covering all of these games. I remember interviewing Sissy Jones for Firewatch and beating that game the night before and absolutely loving it, playing it in one sitting. And there was just so much in that year that solidified it as a brilliant game, gaming year. Particularly stuff like Stardew Valley, um, you know, that came out of nowhere, and Abzu that you know took everyone's breath away. Super hot that came out of nowhere, and Thumper that just that was just fantastic. And EA releasing things like Unravel, you know, all these funky indie titles that really would put themselves on a pedestal and could stand up against the things like the behemoths like Street Fighter and Watch Dogs and Dishonored and Titanfall and Battlefield. There was such a nice mixture of AAA and indie that the blurs between the lines between the lines between them were getting blurred because there was so it was just such high quality kind of all the way around. The Last Guardian came out, yeah, it didn't live up to everyone's expectations, but it was still a massive release. Um, I know Final Fantasy 15 is not everyone's favorite Final Fantasy 15, but again, it was a big AAA Final Fantasy and people were excited for it. And then you got stuff like The Witness, you know, The Witness and Firewatch and Inside, which people talk about as games of the year next to things like Overwatch and Uncharted and, you know, Titanfall and Call of Duty and things like that. And so that whole year was just completely bonkers. And I'll stand by the fact that I think Firewatch is probably one of my favorite games ever made along with Titanfall 2. And they're both massive games from this year. So, uh, yeah, I went with uh, 
2016. That is a very, very good year. Mm. Nice. Apart from Final Fantasy 15, my memories of, of 2016 were, oh, this is shite. <laughs> I have the platinum trophy in Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, what a do. waste. What a waste. I really enjoyed it. But I mean, this is so me. you can't talk about wasting time when you put all those fucking hours into Code Vein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Somebody's <sighs> gonna say, can one of you just say Sekiro so we can get it on the oh, I'll say just mind. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This is a night yeah. of double takes, isn't it? <laughs> they don't they don't call a demon souls as a souls, but uh... wait, wait, what? So yeah, if you um, have a favorite game, let us know what it is. Um, be interested to hear your favorites um, year. Seeing if there's any games that aren't on these lists that we've already discussed. I mean, that's a lot of games that we've talked about just then. And you know, let us know your favorites from each year because you know we can't argue. Do you guys have an individual favorite game from the years that you've chosen? Yeah, Suicoden Two. Cool, Sean. I couldn't call it. I think my per- um, infamous two probably. Okay, I'll go for Arkham City for 2011. Yeah, that's a good. Cheat. Also good. <laughs> yeah. Any any of the games are listed. Okay. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. things. What I said. Uh, Toby, not yet. I think um, Zenigears. Nice. Yeah. And I'll go with um, I'll go with Titanfall two. Because not only is it a great game, it's probably the best FPS shooter campaign of all time, in my humble opinion. Have you Have you seen the recent resurgence? I have. It's been beautiful. It's like doing insanely good numbers on PC and Xbox right now. So, yeah. Uh, if you're looking for a game to play multiplayer um, and you've had enough of Apex Legends, maybe give Titanfall 2 a go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's currently 295 on the Xbox store, which I don't know. I don't know what else you would spend your money on, to be honest. 295, literally one of the best games. I'm going to say it. One of the best games ever made. Go and yeah. play it. Fair enough. Uh, did, did you also see the new record for the shooting gallery? Yes. Fuck me. Oh, that's mad, isn't it? Didn't touch the floor. I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Physics does not happen for that guy, do you know? Anyway. Yeah, I don't know how that was possible. But uh, well done, sir, whoever you are. Uh, right, and finally, let's get into our recommendations, something that we've seen during the week that we want to shout out on Z Podcast. Who hasn't gone first yet? Toby, what is your recommendation for this week? Oh, shit, I didn't think it was going to be me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to jump back slightly to something we've just been talking about, which is Final Fantasy VII's Integrate trailer. Um, people should check out that trailer if they haven't. Um, it's full of Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus content, more than you could ever really want, to be perfectly honest, because of Tetsu, Tetsuya Nomura, who is um, very much in control of the Final Fantasy VII remake. And he also designed all the characters for Dirge of Cerberus and Crisis Core and all that stuff. So he's clearly trying to get them all in and make sure that all that backstory is uh, is, is part of the new remakes. Um, but what's good is that he also wrote the original uh, Final Fantasy VII. So I sort of half can't be mad at him and, and half get mad at him because of Kingdom Hearts as well. So just, yeah, drop the ball on that one, mate. But don't drop the ball on Final Fantasy VII, please. Um, but yeah, check that out. And it's also got um, Fort Condor, which is a bit of Fun Fantasy Remake Part 2 that we haven't even seen yet and don't know if it's going to be fully in there, but it's now a mini game. And does that mean it's going to get into the other game or not? Or does that mean it's 
absolutely going into the other game and this is just a sneak preview and all that kind of stuff um and my second one was i saw a very interesting looking game almost almost photo quality graphics like you sometimes see in these things and then you get the game and it's nothing like it but we'll see so um it's a trailer for a thing called the vanshee um which is an online action rpg um it's got very very cool combat but i'm reserving judgment it looks a little bit like Night Black Desert looked incredible on the trailers. And you were just like, this looks amazing. I can't believe how good those graphics are. And then you get the game and it's just a really, really dull MMO. Um, I wonder if that's what the Vanjie will be, but you should check out the trailer. It's um, it's pretty incredible to watch. It's very, very cool combat. Go do that. Uh, Sean Davies? Go do that. Go do that. Um, so the game I wanted to talk about was called Absolove End of Gods. Um, which uh, got announced this week for PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S and Switch. It is uh, a kind of futuristic Viking horror and sci-fi adventure. So you play as like a a Viking in a sci-fi ship, which has like Viking runes, Celtic architecture within the spaceship. It looks stunning in this trailer. It's a kind of a first-person horror kind of sci-fi adventure. And I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. It's because of, like, the the kind of Viking influx of like the, the design. You see these, um, like, buildings with these runes along the side, and it's it's very, like, stylish, unlike anything that I've ever seen before. Like, basically, like a... Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla if it was sci-fi and it's it's odd but it works really really well and uh, it, I just can't wait for this game now it's just something that was just really stuck out to me this week that I saw um, which is Absolove End of Gods um, you should just go and check out the trailer because I don't think any words that I say will be will be able to do the trailer justice it looks strange and unusual and unique Thanks. I will yeah, that sounds good very much sounds like a Sean Davies joint as well. But then again, every single game is a Sean Davies joint. And uh, finally, Greg Hicks. Just a short one because I reviewed it, but I was pleasantly surprised with Terminator Resistance. Um, if you go in there not expecting a AAA game and take it as, uh, think of it as like an updated PS3 shooter with old school mechanics like multiple weapons, health kits, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's good fun. But it's more for the nostalgia thing. And if you're if you're like me, if you're a fan of the films, especially sort of the first two good ones, it's a self-contained story within those two films, which is great. It doesn't try and faff around with like, you know, messing around with Judgment Day and all that kind of stuff. It play it pays respect to the time travel mechanics and the continuity and the paradoxes and all that kind of stuff. And in terms of tribute like all the references in there are great i had a couple of like oh my god no fucking way moments i'm not going to spoil well i actually spoiled it in my review but um like the soundtrack is on point and it's got all that like all the music that i loved growing up watching the films um all like the the laser effects from like the future war are just they're just really spot on so it's, it's quite cheap from what i gather but um i know like some reviews didn't like it and said it was a crappy shooter and stuff like that but I had fun with it and I actually saw it through to the end and really enjoyed it. And it's just like, it's not, it's, it's a bit janky, but it's enjoyable and it looks really good on the PS5, like, like the lasery type stuff. It's not, 
it's not spit and polish like a full-on like returnal is for example but it was fun if you can get it cheap then it's a, it's a blast go read my review yes do that get some hits on the thing um yeah terminal resistance is something i avoided at first because it didn't get solid reviews on its original release but well, it, um, it kind of didn't it kind of didn't i can see what it, it, it's it's down to what you expect if you go in there expecting like a ps4 shoot I, I know it sounds like we should know by now with ps4 games it should be an amazing shooter if you can sort of temper your expectations to think right i'm playing like a a middle ground like double a i suppose it's not indie it's not triple a but hmm. a middle ground shooter then you'll have fun with it yeah. um there's two really weirdly unnecessary sex scenes in there but um it's just like why do they even need to be like like the sex scenes in fahrenheit like why are they even in here but yeah just it's a good sort of i mean it took me 12 hours to finish the story and there's some side quests to do and you know for a nostalgia trip and a, a companion piece it's not on par with like alien isolation in terms of gameplay as such because i fucking love that game but in terms of faithful use of franchise then yeah it's up there with alien as a companion piece does it look shiny on the ps5 oh it does oh okay i had to turn the adaptive triggers thing off though because again get them my nerves <laughs> fair enough fair enough what about you Esco? you got, no, got a recommendation um i have got a recommendation but it's kind of weird because it's a comic book oh um and it's um a series that i'm currently in the middle of and i've just i, I thought we told toby because he wasn't allowed to do trailers yeah i, I, I did chess once <laughs> you did <laughs> you did um yeah i've just pre-ordered the hardcover for it actually which is out in september so i'm looking forward to going through all of them at once but i'm just going to uh read the synopsis a crack splits the sky above gotham city a tear in reality itself the rift pulls the dark knight into a bizarre and unfamiliar world with no memory of who he is or where he came from batman has been drawn into Fortnite, and it's a story about batman in Fortnite, and it's called Zero Point, and it's a lot of fun. And if you're into either of those things, you might get something out of it. Um, if you do buy it, you can get a load of free um, Fortnite DC items, um, such, as a, <laughs> such as a Harley Quinn <laughs> skin and a Batman skin, which uh, which I've got now. If you buy um, it, please buy it. You'll get some V-Bucks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not getting anything out of this. It sounds like that, <laughs> like but if you buy it, you get these codes that come with it. Uh, so it's uh, and it's and it's fun, you know. It's uh, obviously aimed at kids, but it's uh, very entertaining watching Batman play uh, talk shop with a guy who is a literal banana and runs around on his banana legs. Thanks, I hate it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Well, honestly, I was sitting around yesterday going, "Hmm, I haven't really seen any trailers this week. I can't think of anything." And then I started reading this. I was like, "Right, there you go. That's what I'll do." Fair enough. How have you got your hands on it? Amazon. Wow. Those are on Amazon, aren't they? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I bought an Ottoman on there at the same time. An Ottoman? Yeah. You, with you. Fancy yeah. Adult words. I've got an Ottoman in my flat now. <laughs> I like that that delivery contained a comic book of Fortnite and an Ottoman. Yeah. <laughs> the, fun, the, the Amazon guys. I like, hope it was inside. <laughs> Something to put your feet up on whilst you read your comic book. Indeed. With your yeah. your framed horny Jill and Lady Dimitriescu. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was that was recommended to me. Was it Ross? It was recommended to, to me. Yeah. Why is that, Ross? What do, I wonder what's in your cookies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was looking. I was. I've, I've recently moved into this flat. Hey, I was look, looking look, for look, game look, art. Look, look. 
<laughs> and Rule I was looking for like Sonic like, recently stuff. Been and... looking at Lady Dimitrescu a lot as well. And Lady Dimitrescu came up, and I was like, "Oh, that might be quite thing." And then the <laughs> next day, here's your recommended. Oh, yeah. There's just Jill Valentine sucking on Lady D, and I'm like, "I don't want that," but I'll I'll, I'll share it with the group. <laughs> Lady D also sounds weird. Yeah, Lady D. <laughs> Definitely Lady D. sounds like a niche. Isn't there a name? Lady, <laughs> Lady, a certain Lady niche, D? that is. Lady Dimitrescu? Um, yeah, I, should, I, I should stress, um, obviously, Resi Village came out this week. Um, none of us have been playing it, so we have no opinion on it, I'm afraid, yet. But um, Greg's, Greg's opinion changes daily. I read the synopsis and went, oh, God. <laughs> I want to play it. No, I don't. I want to play it. No, I, I want to play it if it's free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. I'm not interested. Actually, if we get a code, I am. Yeah, no, I just, I read the synopsis because I was just like, I'm probably not going to get it. And I wasn't that impressed with Resident Evil 7. And now I've seen the synopsis of Resident Evil 8. And I'm just like, wow. Just, I know it sounds ironic to say let Resident Evil die because it's all about the undead. But it's like, yeah. oh my fucking God, this just reads terrible, Lily. Mm. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, I'm currently watching the Eurogamer playthrough of it, and yeah, it looks disappointing. If you're a hardcore Resi fan, like I said uh, last week, I'm quite interested in it, but yeah, not enough, uh, not enough there really to convince me to part 55 quid with it. Anyway, let's finish off with games Toby Anderson wants to play this week. <laughs> in that is the what rest we of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So. This week coming up, um, I've just got uh, five games that I thought were worth um, bringing up. So um, as uh, Greg's been talking about on May 10th, there's Hood, Outlaws and Legends coming to basically every system there is going. Um, multiplayer only Hood. Uh, and it is, funnily enough, about Robin Hood. Uh, May 12th, there's a game called Retro Machina coming to Switch and PC, which is a very cute little robot game. Um, little indie game about robots trying to in a sort of post post apocalyptic world on may 13th a very cool japanese art style game called getsu fumaden is coming to pc from capcom um, and hopefully comes to some other consoles and such uh, later on i think it's coming to switch later in the year um, but yeah that, that one should be checked out probably on uh, steam and then on may 14th uh, mass effect legendary edition is coming to all the systems that is the trilogy remaster remake etc etc of all the mass effect games all in one go less, less um, butts in it less butts which is you know so oh, maybe that that's a good thing maybe it's a good thing maybe it's a bad thing yeah apparently um, so. oh that's come around that's what it says may 14th right. um nice. but if you haven't played mass effect or any of the mass effects then you do yourself you know you, you, you it's an injustice that you haven't done it so do it and lastly um subnautica below zero is coming to all systems as well on may 14th um if you like a survival uh, underwater survival games, then uh, Subnautica is pretty out there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's good. Cool. That's all of them. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us everywhere. If you follow our link tree in the description below, you can find us on all the places. But if you really like what we do, why not join our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. And before I forget, don't forget, of course, to follow Greg on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash gregatonbomb for all Greg Twitchy goodness. And uh, Glad you said it that way around. Greg Twitchy goodness, not Twitchy Greg's goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know about your Twitchy Greg goodness, to be honest. The, the camera doesn't go that low. Okay. Uh, but- 
in keep thank you for the plugo plugo uh in oh. keeping with that uh tonight as sean mentioned portal 2 came out uh, 2011 um i have already streamed it once solo but tonight my brother and i are going to be streaming some portal 2 co-op at half past nine awesome this is if you're listening to it on the monday i presume yes yeah yeah that's why it I goes up it. yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. so I was, I was dating it as a monday but i forget people listen to it later in the week don't they yeah, if you, uh, I'm assuming it'll be on demand in your Twitch videos, isn't it, for a while? Afterwards. Yeah, they stay up there for a week or two. Yeah, so you should go and check it out because it was brilliant. Oh, there you go, there you go. Thanks. How was Greg's Portal Two stream? It was really good. That's on tomorrow when we're recording this. <laughs> it was great. And uh, yeah, thank you very much indeed for listening. We'll see you next time on the Thinking Guns Podcast. It is goodbye from Mr. Greg Kiss himself. Bye. From Mr. Toby Anderson. Sayonara. From Mr. Sean Davies. Roddock. And goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast.